This is the School Bell, brought to you by Independent Schools Queensland, the peak body promoting, supporting and developing Queensland's independent schools. It was important for me to find a school that was suitable for both my kids. Parents are very savvy about school choice, that independent schools are providing what parents want. If we truly want to do everything we possibly can for each student, the more we know about them, the better. Teachers actually are quite excited by data. Holistic education, one that develops all the dimensions of a child, I think is really key. As you prepare them for a world that's very different. Hello, I'm Shari Armistead, Director Strategic Relations at Independent Schools Queensland. Welcome to The School Bell, a podcast about issues of importance to Queensland independent schools. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Professor Stephen Heppel. Professor Heppel is an English educator and is a professor working at UCJC in Madrid, who specialises in the use of ICT, and his work extends beyond the digital and virtual to pioneering learning space designs around the world and including here in Australia. Welcome, Stephen. Oh, hello. It's um, good to be here. I was privileged to see you present recently at the Queensland Independent Schools Block Grant Authority about learning spaces, thanks to Lutheran Education Queensland, who facilitated that visit. So you offer some very practical solutions for schools, backed up by research and, of course, measured by technology. Can you tell us about the Learnometer project? Oh, golly gosh, I can. So I've I've been a professor for 31 years. I'm very old. (laughs) And uh, part of the work we've been doing has been to look at all the different ways that we can make learning as good as it can possibly be. You know, a bit like sport has that aggregation of marginal gains. We're applying that to the classroom as well. So we've been measuring everything we can get our hands on, really, the temperature, the CO2, the humidity, the noise, the noise rhythms, the food, the things people have for breakfast, how much your body moves. And, and you know what? Everything matters. Every single thing matters. So we've been looking at CO2 and uh, and moving from classroom to classroom. You're trying to keep the CO2 under 1,000 parts per million ppm. So many classrooms around the world where the CO2 is above 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, sometimes even 4,000. So if you're a kid in those spaces, you're really struggling to keep your brain buzzing coming up to the lunch break or coming up to the end of your exam or just coming up to mid-morning break. Then we've been looking at light levels and a lot of classrooms, they, the light level is determined by trying to save electricity. And so the lights are pretty feeble, half of them are turned off, and yet we know that when you turn the lights on and they're bright and white LEDs, your brain is bright as well. And uh, there's a direct connection between how bright the light is and how bright you are at any moment. So this stuff is all making classrooms better. And the the best thing here for folks listening to this is that the students love to do this themselves. So once the gene is out of the bottle and they realize that they could be better if the light was brighter and the CO2 was lower and the, they were moving their legs instead of sitting up straight, there's no stopping them because they really, really, really want to be as good as they can be. So my job is lovely. I just go around helping kids to be fabulous and uh, 
that's a pretty good feeling, really. That's fabulous, all right. And um, it's interesting because some of the things that you were talking about, like you said, the CO2, and it's a simple fix sometimes, isn't it? What A plant per child, how do you do that? So we have a little project called Bring Your Own Plant, B-Y-O-S-B, and uh, students all bring a plant in and they put them in a white pot because the plant's absorbing light. And so you want the pot to reflect light to make up for that. Otherwise, the plants are going to make in the classroom darker. And then one plant per student is enough to convert the CO2 from each student largely back into oxygen. And we've been talking to NASA about what the best plants are because NASA are on the way to Mars and they're going to be taking plants with them because there's not a lot of oxygen on, on Mars. So this is all just very good, simple science. You know, the thing about it is we've known this stuff for a very long time, but it's only now people are starting to apply it to the classroom. You know, folk listening to this, I guess independent schools, Queensland, great education, um, everybody cares about their exam grades, perhaps obsessively so. But you know what? What you eat for breakfast on the morning of your exam will affect the grades you get. And yet, how many of our schools are giving students a pre-exam breakfast? Um, well, some of them have breakfast in school, but how many of those breakfasts are the very best thing for your brain? And it's the and technology and the research that you've got to back this up, isn't it? Yeah, so the technology, we built these little learnometer boxes. Folks can go to learnometer.net and um, these little boxes measure everything and then they, they put the data up in the cloud. So this is Internet of Things, big data, cloud-based data data systems and uh, it just helps you to monitor the class and see see how good the plants can be. Because I was in a classroom just recently where CO2 levels were too high. So we opened the door and we opened the window and within five minutes they were good. So I mean, this is not rocket science, even though rocket science helps. <laughs> also, you were saying about the light, there's some other fixes there too, isn't there? Light is a really complicated thing. So light has to be super bright. We need our light to be um, at least 500 lux, which is a measure of the brightness of light. and. Um, Typically, classrooms are often down at sort of 100, 150. It's really hard to be sharp in your classroom uh, when the light's that dim. So you need to put LEDs in those old fluorescent tubes. You know, that just human rights legislation should ban fluorescent tubes. They are hideously damaging. And then even if you put the LEDs in, you want the super bright white ones. You don't want the, the, the warm white ones or the blue ones. You want the best daylight light you can get and uh, and you know what when you put all that in the kids that you thought were the naughty kids in the corner they turn out to be the bright kids in what used to be the naughty corner very rarely the children's fault that they're not engaging usually the woman's fault and very often it's the light the teachers listening to this have a look around your room for the dark corners and you'll be you'll be off and away what about the temperature you'd mentioned that before so how do you control that uh, so temperature is, you're looking for 18 to 21 degrees and anything warmer than that, every degree that gets warmer, um, your performance gets worse. So it's being smart with the design as well and working out how you have that um, airflow? Yeah, the design and the protocols. You know, the kids when they come in have got to get the doors open, get the windows open, get the air moving through. And then when it's still too hot, that's when you shut the door and put the aircon on, not until... 
When you were talking the other day at the BGA's uh, presentation, you were saying something, though, about if uh, they make sure that when they're going up and down, there's those noise levels, those sort of things, if they go up the stairs. Um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're building stairs, then you have to think about the layout of the of the building. But most importantly, you've got to say, well, maybe we just have longer lessons so there's more movement within the classroom, less movement between, because the movement between is noisy and the movement within is not. So... You know, you have hour and a half lessons and the children move from zone to zone rather than 45 minute lessons and they move from room to room. This is all about proteins. Common sense, you know, folks listening to this is stuff they knew already. Um, but we've got common sense with data and probably that's a good place to leave it really. So for folks listening to this, turn your teacher's brains on, look at what you see, see the dark light in your classroom, see the naughty kids in the dark corner, Look at the examination room, see the kids struggling to stay awake, get the ventilation moving, get the legs moving, turn your common sense on, and, uh, and maybe get one of those little anonymous to measure the numbers as well, because there's nothing like having the data to back up what you think you're seeing. The technological side is rather interesting to involve and give student agency to as well, isn't it? So if you get them to take part in it, you probably have a greater success. I mean, everybody talks now about student agency, and that's the right word because the students want to be part of this. They want to have the chance to make their learning as good as it can be. You don't have to force them to do that. You give your kids a choice of where they sit when they come into a room Nobody will ever be late to a lesson again because they arrive early so they can sit in the best possible place. Thank you so much. It's been really interesting talking to you. We really appreciate you coming out to Australia and especially to Queensland and working with our schools. And uh, as I said, a privilege to have uh, been in the room with you the other day. And thank you for talking to the school bell. And thank you very much as well. You have been listening to The School Bell, an independent schools Queensland podcast. To learn more about Independent Schools Queensland, visit our website, isq.qld.edu.au. To catch our next episode or listen to some previous podcasts, you can subscribe to ISQ's The School Bell on iTunes or Google Play. You can also listen via our website or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 